This is episode number 269 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Absolutely eliminate public speaking fear. This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on fearless presentations, Doug Stannard. Everybody, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm your host, Doug Stannard, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. On this episode, I'm going to cover the dreaded errs and ums. Yep, those are the the filler words that high school teachers and toasting clubs try to eliminate from the speeches of their students and members. However, I think you're going to be shocked to learn that just about everything that you've ever learned about those errs and the ums and the filler words is is absolutely flat out wrong. So stick around. I'm going to share with you a few truths about this specific symptom of nervousness, how to reduce it, by the way, and and also kind of show you that if you totally eliminate those filler words, you're going to sound kind of weird. By the way, the episode is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in cities like Philadelphia, Dallas, Baltimore, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Detroit, Washington, D.C., Boston, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Orlando, Miami, and Houston. So for further details, just go to our website at fearlesspresentations.com. And by the way, I haven't mentioned this much lately, but uh, we also have a YouTube channel that that has hundreds and hundreds of short videos with tips and tricks about how to become a better speaker and presenter. To access those videos, just go to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube. The easiest way is just to go to YouTube, search for Fearless Presentations. But if you want to type in all of the letters, the channel is at Fearless Presentations Online. By the way, you can chat with me in the comments in the videos there, or you can also go to our Twitter account or I guess the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. Uh, My handle there is at FP class. So it's like fearless presentations, the letters FP. So at FP C-L-A-S-S, FP class. So I look forward to chatting with you in one of those locations. All right. So let's get on with today's podcast. So what we're going to talk about today on the podcast is how to really stop using those errs and ums and any of those other kind of filler words that people will tend to use when they give presentations. Now, before we actually jump into how to stop using those, let me kind of give you a a little bit of background, because what we teach in our classes and what I teach as a presentation coach is probably the exact opposite of what other public speaking coaches teach as far as filler words go. The first thing that you really need to understand about these filler words, these ers, the ums, and all that kind of stuff is that they're normal. (laughs) They're normal words. So if they're not there, you're going to sound weird. You're going to sound kind of robotic or you'll sound uh, mechanical, that kind of thing. So, and, And in fact, there's probably 
some smart aleck out there right now that's going to sit sit down. That since I'm talking about errs and ums and stuff like that, they're going to be sitting there with a with a note card counting the times that I say err and um on the podcast. Well, this podcast is filmed live. We don't do any editing, so basically what you hear is basically what I said. So we're not going to edit out any filler words or anything. And you'll see that yes, I do use filler words a lot, but it's normal. It sounds it sounds interesting to the audience because. It's as though I'm I'm delivering a conversation with the, with the, I'm, I'm having a conversation with you, not just me speaking in a real polished kind of way. So you want to be human on your uh, in your speeches. You want to be human in your presentation. So those filler words are kind of normal. They're also necessary. So there are times that we're going to use a filler word, and there's there's a few different situations that we'll use a filler word. One is where we just need time to think. We're not sure exactly what we're going to say next, and we haven't yet formulated the exact words of what we're going to say. And so we pause for just a second, and sometimes we'll put one of, put one of those little fillers in between the last thing that we said and the next thing that we said. So it's just for a little bit more time so that we can think. Again, that's natural. It's normal. It's a, it's a normal part of the communication process. The second one is sometimes we'll use filler words as emphasis. We will, we will use those filler words in a way to emphasize whatever we've just said. And then in some situations, it actually add, the filler words actually add more meaning to what we're saying. And we'll kind of talk about a few of these things as, as we go through. So let's kind of jump back a little bit and talk about what exactly is a filler word? What, 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 what do we consider a filler word to be, or a filler anyway, to be? Because sometimes they're not really words. So the first type of filler, that's not actually a word. It's just a sound. Those are the ers, the ums, the you knows and that kind of thing. The second one is a word that we use and it's a word that we're using as a as a transition in in some cases. Sometimes we're using it as a as something that we're inserting to think about what we want to say next. But if it's the same word over and over and over again, it becomes kind of annoying. It can be it, it can be kind of funny you know, to people that are that are in the audience. A good example of this is if you've ever seen the movie The Princess Bride. The, I remember watching that when I was a I don't know a teenager or something like that. My kids love it. You know we we watch it you know, probably at least once or twice a year. Just a really really nice movie. And the the person who is kind of the head. Um, crime lord guy you know he's like the brainiac guy he throughout most of the the movie he starts a lot of phrases that he says with inconceivable right so he's a little the little ball-headed guy right so inconceivable and he, he says that over and over and over and, and and about i don't know maybe a quarter of the way halfway through the movie the the uh, andre the giant and the spanish guy and and the brain guy are, are up at the top of a, of a cliff and they've just tried to cut the um the 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 rope so that the the hero can't climb up after him and and when the hero is actually not doesn't fall to his death the the they're all looking over the side and the the brainiac guy goes inconceivable and the spanish guy looks at him in a funny way just to and this is i mean there's a lot of humor in stuff that happens in normal day-to-day -day life when you call attention to it the the spanish guy kind of turns to him and he says you keep using that word i do not think that word means what you think it means and so it's 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 a hilarious part of the movie but basically what they're doing there is calling attention to that one 
single filler word that he keeps using over and over and over again. Well, I mean, if you're using the same filler word over and over again, yes, your audience is going to notice that. Yes, it's going to be a little annoying. Another example from a movie is the third type of filler that you'll that you'll see is that's a phrase. That's where we're using the same phrase over and over again. And then sometimes we can use these phrases to add emphasis. Sometimes we can use them to add meaning. But if we use the same phrase over and over and over again, it gets really funny. Um, there's a, a more recent movie called We're the We're the Millers. And uh, there's in in the middle of that movie, there is a young guy that they meet that the the girl in the movie meets and she's going out on a date with him. And and he finishes every single phrase that he says with, you know, what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? He says it over and over and over again. And so and of course, the 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 actor in the movie uh, just is hilarious because every time he says that after about the fourth time, he's like, yes, I do know what you're saying. And so he's making fun of him. So and that can happen there. There are there are some things that we will kind of use and if we use them too often, it can be it can be a little annoying. So those are the things that you want to you want to probably eliminate. You want to cut down on the overuse of filler words. But again, the filler words are normal. So you don't want to eliminate them entirely. You just want to kind of reduce the ones that are repetitious that cause that annoyance to to occur with the with the audience. So with that being said, one of the things that you that you want to know about filler words, and again, this is different than what most public speaking coaches are going to tell you, is that you don't necessarily, like I said before, you don't necessarily want to eliminate them. You just want to reduce the ones that can be annoying. So what a lot of times folks will do is they'll actually come to a public speaking class like mine to to reduce the filler words because they think they think that the filler words are bad. They think that they're they're wrong. You're not supposed to use them. That's not necessarily the case. They're 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 normal. They're necessary. So keep that in mind. The the coaching that we're going to give you over the next few minutes is this is a very elite kind of coaching. So if you're brand new to speaking, you don't want to do anything that I'm going to tell you to do right now. If you're if if you're just beginning your speaking career, if you're still nervous, if you're still trying to figure out what you want to say, then don't work on your filler words. This is something you do after you've been speaking for two, three, four years. It's one of those things that it's a fine tuning mechanism to make us sound more professional or help us be a better communicator. So if you're still in the early stages of becoming a, a, a good presenter, then you definitely don't want to start doing any of the stuff that I'm going to talk about in the next few minutes right away. All right. So the first thing that if you are a fairly good speaker already, if you've been doing this for a while, you just want to fine tune and you've got pretty high confidence. And so it's not going to going to hurt you. Then you want to do what we call a filler assessment. That's where a good way to do this, by the way, is to you can videotape yourself or you can have somebody that you trust listen to you when you give your real speech and and just kind of count the filler word. Write down the filler word that you used and the number of times that you used it. If you're if you're recording yourself on video, you can kind of do this. Now the reason why this is kind of an elite thing to do is that mo if you're brand new to speaking and you video yourself and then you watch it, you're you're likely to become more nervous. <laughs> and so the the thing that you want to keep in mind about filler words is that they are a symptom of nervousness. So the more nervous you are, the higher level or the higher number of filler words that you're going to have. So when you reduce that nervousness, the filler words kind of go away. That, so that's 
one of the things that you want to really keep in mind is that if you have quite a few filler words already and then you record yourself, that's just going to going to make you even more nervous. This ha that happened to me, by the way. When I was in college, I took a class it was business communications. And that was one of the things that this the instructor who was a, a graduate assistant, she was basically a graduate student, somebody studying to get her MBA. And she was coaching me to eliminate my filler words. And the first time I said er seven times. The second time I gave a pressure, I said it 14 times. I doubled it because whatever you reinforce, you get more of. So if you are a nervous speaker, this is not you, you don't necessarily want to do this this assessment right away. But if you're to a point where you're trying to fine tune, then this is a good next step, a good way to kind of move on and become a better, a more productive, a more professional speaker. So the second thing, after you do that assessment, you, a good thing to do is to chunk your content into into groups. Now we do this naturally if you're if you've listened to if you listen to the presentation I gave last week about English as a second language or if you've heard me give a presentation about how to design a speech you're going to notice that we will tend to coach people or coach presenters to create just one to three four five key concepts key points key chunks of content and deliver, you know, five, six, seven minutes of content about that chunk. So you basically you're putting stuff together into into chunks to make it easier for you to remember. It's easier for you to transition from one of those items that are in that chunk to another. So basically, we'll start out with a really good bullet point. We'll add a story or an example. We'll uh, put an analogy in there, and then we move on to the next chunk. So basically, we're grouping like items together in order to make it easier for us to to deliver. And so you sh that's a good technique to use if you want to reduce the, those filler words that you use. Because the neat thing about using the 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 quote unquote chunking mechanism is that most of those filler words are going to come in that moment that you just finished saying your last thought and you're trying to remember what you're going to say next. <laughs> That's when those filler words will kind of jump in. So if you're chunking items together that are that are similar, it's easier to remember the additional piece of information. And if you happen to forget one of those, if you've got three or four items that you're covering under one bullet point and you happen to forget one of those things, it's no big deal. You can just move on to the next bullet point. Nobody ever knows. So that you don't have that situation where you're desperately trying to think of what you're going to say next and it makes you nervous. And so you insert a filler word. So that thing, those kind of things can be can be uh, a little challenging. So you want to you want to to uh, chunk your items together. It'll make it easier for you to deliver your your content. The the next thing, and this is something that you've probably heard me say over and over and over again. If you've listened to any of the podcasts, if you've done any of our seminars, we've gone to our classes or anything like that, is to tell a story. The reason why telling stories as part of that chunk of content that you're delivering will help you reduce that nervousness. And it's, and again, since the filler words typically are a symptom of nervousness, you will see that the number of filler words that you will use will occur, it'll occur less dramatically anyway. The, the, the number will reduce dramatically if you're telling stories. Now, we never, ever, 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 well, I don't say ever, because it, it does come up on occasion, but most of the time, if we're covering the content of filler words in one of our fearless presentations class, it's because somebody has asked us about it. But what we what we find is that at the end of the two day fearless presentations class, we have people deliver their final presentation 
And then we ask the audience, you say, how many filler words did you hear? How many of those annoying fillers did you did you notice about each one of those speakers? And every single time we do this, you look around the room and people are kind of shaking their head. No, I didn't hear any. I mean, they were there, by the way. I mean, we all do them. They're natural. But it since it is a natural part of the communication process, if you're not doing them on a very repetitious basis, they're not noticeable. And in fact, they're, if they're not there, you'll, you'll sound weird. So the thing that you want to keep in mind about, about getting into a story or an example is that the reason why we find that people have reduced their fillers pretty dramatically at the end of our classes is that we've had them focus a lot on getting really, really, really good at telling stories, inserting stories into their presentations. That nervousness drops down. And the fill words go away. So it's a natural process. So we don't have to coach people to not say something. It's really difficult to coach people to not do something. It's it's better to show people how to do it in a more effective way. And then the things that are negative, like the fillers, just kind of go away. So it's a much better way to much what much better technique anyway to use to to coach people and to teach people. And again, that that's the opposite of what a lot of university classes and high school classes the instructors will do is they'll have people count those filler words, and that's just going to reinforce it. What if you whatever you reinforce, you get more of, and so you're going to increase those those ers and ums. So again, a level type of, of um, fine-tuning that you can do here, but get into stories and examples and that will help you reduce the fillers pretty dramatically. All right, the last thing that you want to do, which is something that it can be very, very helpful, is you want to, to pre-prepare your transitions. So if you've got a series of bullets, you want to prepare a certain set of transitions that will help you go from one to the next. Because again, a lot of those fillers are going to come in to the point where, okay, I've just finished my last point. What the heck was I going to say about the next one? And that makes it a little bit more challenging if you don't have those transitions. So an easy transition, by the way, is just to say my next bullet is or the next thing I'm going to cover is. That's easy. It's easy. And so it gets you started because you say, hey, my next bullet is the bullets already up on the, the screen or the slide or the board. You just read that bullet and then get into an example or a story and those fillers will be reduced pretty dramatically. So those four things will help you enormously if you find that you want to fine tune and, and reduce those those filler words. So number one is you want to do an assessment of some type. Find out how many and what types of fillers that you're using. You want to chunk the content together to make it easier for you to go from one concept to the next. Tell a story in as one of those chunking mechanisms and then prepare your transitions. You, if you do those four things, it's going to be very easy for you to really reduce those those errs, those ums, those you knows, those you know what I'm saying and all that kind of stuff. So so uh, if, so thanks for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We're going to see you next week on the next podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.